Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. This is episode 29 of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Hi everyone, it's Liam Naden here. Welcome back to the latest episode of our podcast. And today I wanted to give you something a little bit different. And what this is, recently I was a guest on the January Jones Sharing Success radio show. Now if you're not familiar with January Jones, she's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Thou Shalt Not Wine. And her radio show is one of the most popular on the internet, with more than one and a half million listeners to date. And I talked to January on her show as a guest about a number of things relating to saving and strengthening your marriage. And it was such a great show, I really enjoyed sharing the information with her listeners, that I felt I wanted to share it with you too. Because many of the things I talk to January about, or I talk to her about on the show, were very valuable, and I think you'll find that they're They're things that you can use to save and strengthen your marriage. So what I've done this week in this podcast is I've created an edited version of my interview with January Jones. So that's what we're going to have coming up, and I hope you enjoy it. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever had marriage problems? Okay, Well, who hasn't? We all have. Tell me, would you like to learn more about solving your relationship issues? Have you ever wanted to know if your relationship can be saved? That's a big question, isn't it? (laughs) Tell me, can you imagine publishing over 20 books 20 books on Kindle about marriage. Oh, yes, you heard me right. (laughs) Or when have you heard about Growing in Love for Life series? Or better yet, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Are you ready to learn how to be successful in your marriage? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place, and I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today, I will be introducing you to my guest. He is a success coach extraordinaire. He will provide us with wonderful, informative, and inspirational lessons and some really, really great advice. I'm pleased to announce that our show now has over 1.5 million listeners to date. Also, LinkedIn has announced that my profile was one of the top 5% most viewed during 2012. Now, let me tell you about my guest today. This expert can help you save your marriage. As a relationship coach and the author of several books on marriage and intimacy, he has spent several years finding the answers to one question. That one question is, what makes a marriage work, and how can I get things back together if it falls apart? 
Using a combination of cutting-edge psychology and behavioral science, his approach is a powerful alternative to traditional therapy and counseling. It's designed to help couples heal the hurt in their relationship and regain the intimacy and richness they truly want. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show today, Liam Naden from New Zealand. Hi, Liam. How are you doing? I'm very well, January. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Oh, I'm so happy to have you you on the show. I've uh, ordered several of your books. I've read them. They're fabulous. They're fantastic. And Mm. uh, before we talk about your marriage books and your e-mastery books, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us about how your uh, career started and what was your early life like? Well, yes, thank you. It's an interesting question how you get into certain into certain areas of expertise. And um, I guess my story, really, when it comes to being a marriage and relationship coach, which is what I, one of the things I'm really passionate about, um, you know, you often... Uh, hear from people who say, you know, I'm an expert on marriage because I've been married to the same wonderful woman, woman for 45 years and we've never had an argument and things are absolutely <laughs> wonderful. So if you want to know how to fix your marriage, I've, I can show you an example of a great one. Well, my story is really the opposite of that. And if there's anything I've got a master's degree in, it's making mistakes. And, and I remember waking up. Uh, it was a few years ago, and I woke up one morning, and at the time, I was living on my mother's couch in her living room, and oh, I was—I had lost absolutely everything I had. I was in the middle of a, my second very messy divorce, and all I had to my name was a few clothes and an old car, and I was living on my mother's couch, which was the only place I could go to. I'd lost all my friends, all my you know, I had a number of successful businesses. I lost all of those. I lost all of my income and all of my possessions. And and I not only lost all of those things, but I was fighting bankruptcy. And I actually, would you believe, had both of my ex-wives <laughs> taking me to court at the same time. I was battling two ex-wives at once. I mean, somebody once said to me, look, you've got to write a book and call it The X-Files. You know, but... Uh, so, now, t- now tell me, did they both have the same lawyer, or did they have different lawyers? No. Well, no, they both had armies of lawyers, which didn't help. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, as I was lying there, I thought, you know, why has this happened to me? Why have I not only lost everything, but why have I got such a lot of stress in my life and such antagonism from these people? Because I thought I was a pretty good guy, and I thought I'd always done my best. I'd wanted the best for people. And I'd also done a lot of work. I'd been very successful in other areas. I'd, you know, I'd built businesses. I'd been a millionaire twice, mm-hmm. and uh, of course lost it all twice as well. And I'd, I'd done a lot of personal development work with, you know, Tony Robbins, and, and been to a lot of seminars. And, and I had had all my what I thought all the areas were right were were pretty sussed in my life. But then it suddenly dawned on me that the one area I was a complete failure at was knowing how to put a good relationship together. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I realized, which was even more more of an awakening, if you like, was that really if you haven't got that area of your life sorted out, if you haven't got a deeply fulfilling, loving relationship, and you haven't really um, put together, if you like, the foundations to create that in your marriage or your relationship, 
then nothing else is really going to matter because the most important thing that is going to determine your happiness and your success in your life is the quality of the person you choose to be in a, in a marriage or a relationship with. Right. And, and I realized that I thought, you know, I've got to get this sorted. I, I don't want to be like the man who, and I remember reading in one of Donald Trump's books, he, he, he met a man who'd been divorced five times and each time it cost him exactly the same amount of money, 50 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he obviously hadn't learned anything. And I thought, you know, I'm going to have to sort this out. I'm going to have to really figure out how do you create a fantastic relationship and how do you keep it great as well so that it's getting better and that it doesn't go stale and that you don't end up fighting with a person under a lot of stress, not communicating, and then seeing all the other areas of your life sort of gradually falling apart as well. So I went on a real mission and I spent a long time and a huge amount of effort really learning and figuring out both through my own experience and through working with other other people's knowledge uh-huh. what really makes marriage and relationship work. And I started to put it together into ideas which initially were just for myself and I was you know, I managed to relatively quickly create a fantastic marriage or fantastic relationship rather and one that, you know, does keep getting better with time and really is to me my my greatest source of happiness. And, but as I, when, once I started to do that, I realized that um, so many other people were going, unfortunately, the, in the direction that I'd been going, which was in the opposite to where they should be going. So I felt mm-hmm. I really want to share this with people because often it's just a little bit of the right knowledge, a bit of the right information that's going to turn the lights on and get you going in the right direction rather than just going in the wrong direction. So that's when I started to to really share my information with other people and and um, well, let's talk. You know, I love hearing uh, people's success stories. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's talk mm. about the five keys to save your marriage. What can people do who feel their marriage is in trouble and they need to turn it around? And they need to turn it around, Liam, right now. What's the first thing they should do? Well, I actually, um, you, you mentioned the five keys. I have a free report on the website you mentioned, mentioned called growinginloveforlife.com. Mm-hmm. And people are very welcome as a free gift. If, they, if your listeners would like to go there, they can download that free report and it shows them five key things that they need to do straight away if they want to save their marriage. But I think, um, and that will help them, but I think the first thing to realize is if you want to save your marriage and your husband or your wife doesn't, and that's mm-hmm. very often the case. I, I find a lot of people come to me, and I'd say that's one of the biggest problems that people have is, you know, it, it's a different scenario when you have two people who, for whatever reason, you know, they're, they're not getting on so well, or they're, and they both realize that they both want to save their marriage. So you have two willing partners. That's when you know, things like counselling can help. Unfortunately, uh-huh. counselling, unfortunately, counselling um, is much less effective than it used to be, and I think there are reasons for that. But, um, but it, it, you know, if you're in that situation, then there's a little more hope, if you like. But most of the people, funnily enough, who come to me are in the situation where, you know, their husband or wife has just said to them, look, I don't love you anymore, or, or I love you, but I'm not in love with you. <laughs> or, oh, dear, you know, they might, yeah. It might be even worse, they're off having an affair with somebody or and it mightn't even be a physical affair, it might be an emotional affair where they're just texting or 
or or talking to someone on Facebook a, a lot in, in an inappropriate way. Mm-hmm. And people really need to know, you know, that's that's the biggest crisis I think a marriage can face is that when you you suddenly realise your your husband or your wife doesn't want to be married to you anymore, and people mm-hmm. get into a panic. And I mm-hmm. think people, our first reaction when we do that is to think they've got to try and talk their husband or their wife into staying with them. So they use all sorts of things like guilt or, you know, they try to make them feel guilty. You know, how could you do this to me? Or or they try and plead with them, you know, please, will you try and stay and work on our marriage? Or, mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. might try and, uh, another common thing is they think, well, if I'm only just, if I really try hard and show them how much I love them and right. really make, make them feel good, then they're going to want to, they'll suddenly realize they do want to stay with me. And what I think the problem is, what most people really need to realize is, and when you really think about this, you'll realize that it's true, that the reason your husband or your wife wants to leave mm-hmm. is is that they're no longer having the emotional needs met by you. In other words, they're okay. not feeling good when they're around you. So you have to have to realize that anything that you do that makes them feel worse being around you, such as arguing with them or pleading with them or, or smothering them, you've, you've got to stop doing because mm. it's only going to way more quickly. And of course, you know, you can't talk somebody into staying if they've decided they want to leave because right. apart from anything else, words are cheap. So, you know, I think that's the first thing is to stop and, and also not panic and realize that even if they've moved out, even if they've left you, even if, or if they, even if they're having an affair, they're saying they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never, it's never too late to save your marriage. I mean, I've I've known people who, you know, have worked with me who people have moved out six months later. But you know, if you have had a loving relationship originally, then you can get you can certainly get that back, no matter how much time has gone and no matter you know what the situation is. But the more you panic. And the more you put stress into the situation, the less likely you are to save that situation, save that marriage. Okay. And, Liam, that is great advice. Remember, if you're out there and your marriage is in trouble, do not panic. That's the most important thing you need to remember. What's the second thing? Well, actually, um, just to let your listeners know, I, I actually have a seven-day program that um, where I cover all, a lot of this in a lot more detail. It's, it's my Stop Your Divorce When Your Spouse Doesn't Want To. And, it, and oh. what it is, it's a seven-day audio and um, uh, written program, and it shows people step-by-step step exactly what to do. Because I think, you know, we mentioned don't panic. Um, oh. it's, it's, it's very much, if you like, a mind game. You know, if mm-hmm. you're if you're, um, and, and this is really what I do in my marriage and relationship coaching I, in general, is I get people to realize, you know, I mentioned earlier that counseling isn't as effective as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons for that is we're in a much more complex society. You know, people have much higher expectations about what they want out of marriage. It's no more that, it's no longer that the husband just is the breadwinner and the wife, you know, looks after the home and the family. Uh-huh. Roles are blurred, and and people want they want emotional fulfilment, and they you know we obviously we're bombarded with the media telling us about you know all these people who are happy and blissful and live happily ever after, mm-hmm. so we've got very high expectations. So, and that if you like, I think is the the difference between what I do and counselling. With counselling, it's 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 very much about 
If you have a problem, it's you know what to do in a particular situation. Uh-huh. But but what but my approach is really if you have a problem, if something's going wrong, that's a symptom of something much deeper. Okay. And and if you can and and a lot of it comes down to your actual beliefs about what things mean. And so I think this is very fundamental when we're talking about and I'll make it a bit clearer what I mean, but it's very it's key when you're thinking about um, how do you save your marriage when your husband or your spouse wants to leave? Mm-hmm. It's not so much about what you do; it's the way, it's about the way you think. Okay. You've really got to have the right mindset to deal with it. And the stronger you are, um, and I'll, I'll explain as we go along what I mean by that. But the stronger you are mentally, you're mm-hmm. much more likely to bring, to have them want to come back to you because, you know, when you think about it, and I'm sure you'll agree with this statement, but if you're with a person who's really fun, really mm-hmm. outgoing, happy, they don't get stressed, they're, they're very, you know, they know where they're yeah. going in life, they're strong, they've got a magnetic personality, would you rather be with that person or would mm-hmm. you rather be with a person who's complaining all the time, arguing, you know, stressed, worrying about what's going to happen, putting pressure on? Do you see what well, I mean? You'd much rather be with the first person, I'm sure you'd agree. Absolutely. Well, I've made a career out of that with my book, Thou Shalt Not Wine. Who wants to be with a whiner? Everyone wants to be with a winner. Yes, exactly. And you couldn't get a more appropriate way of describing how you need to save your marriage. You have to be that person that your husband or your wife fell in love with originally or that attractive person that they that makes them turn around and think, gosh, you know, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing here. They're a great person. I really want to be with them. <clears throat> so the most difficult time, of course, to be like that is when they've told you they want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah. And as I say, this is really what I help people do is to get that mental strength through doing the right things. You do need to do some of the right things and you need to stop doing some of the wrong things and you need to know what they are but it's it's very much about a mental game of how can I be really attractive as of mm-hmm. course I was attractive when when we first got together you know that was the sort of person I was how can I be that person again and really lead, and in that way lead the decision to save the marriage actually up to the person who wants oh. to leave okay and there's a very another very good analogy I use the chaser and the chased uh-huh. and what what usually happens, you know, if your husband or your wife tells you they want to leave, mm-hmm. then you become, you become the chaser. And you're chasing them because you're trying to talk them into coming back. Uh-huh. And they're the one being chased. You know, they want to leave and they've got this pressure on from somebody who's trying to, you know, who, mm-hmm. who wants to leave. What you've, but a very interesting thing happens when you reverse that. And when you stop chasing them, but you become the person through what you think and what you do that they start that that you that they start chasing you. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the situation you really want to get to, so that you're not the chaser, but you're the one who's actually chased by them. Because let's face it, you can't force somebody to stay married to you. All you can do mm-hmm. is get them to come to a decision that they want to stay married to you. Well now what does one do to reverse this situation? Right. Well, as I say, you, you mentioned don't panic. Yeah, but, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, well, another thing, another very important thing to do is to realize, um, to make a very clear distinction between 
wanting to save your marriage and needing to. Okay. And you know, a lot okay. of people when they come to me, they say, "Look, I just want to. I I just love this person so much, and I can't live without them. And mm-hmm. you know, they're the mothers of my children, and we've got a wonderful family life. I don't want it. I don't want us to be split up. You know, by by them leaving. Um, you know, and what they're really saying is, I need them to be happy. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you don't need your spouse for you to be happy. And you don't need to be in your marriage. You want to be. You want to be married to them. You want to love them. You want them to love you. But you need to move that, forgive the word need again, but you need to move that, you need to shift that from needing to save your marriage to wanting to save your marriage. Okay. okay. And That's big. The, yeah, it's very deep. And unfortunately, um, this, well, not unfortunately, but in my program, I show people how to get to that stage. But, you know, we don't have enough time obviously in this time I've got today to to really go into showing you how you make that shift. But that's a critical one because when your spouse sees that you don't need to be married to them but you want to be, it Uh takes an enormous amount of pressure off off the whole situation. And when you've got the pressure off the situation, you know, that's when things can start to happen. Because, again, I say to people, you know, you think back to the early days when you got together with your husband or your wife when you first got married, when things, which is probably when things were really, really good. You know, mm-hmm. was, there, was there pressure there to stay? Did you need to stay there or did you want to stay there? You yeah. know, and when you want to be there, you have, there's no pressure. It's just all fun. It's great times. So that's where you need to get back to is, is wanting to be there, not needing to be. And if you need to be there, you know, you're the one who's chasing, you're the one who's putting the pressure on that's just going to drive them away further. I mean, that's, you know, let's face it, you need to accept that they, they're wanting to leave you for a reason. I mean, obviously things aren't <laughs> yeah. good. <laughs> so, you know, That's for sure. Let's talk, Liam, about when passion fades from a marriage. How do you get it back? Right. Yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? And, um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things about, uh, and I talk about this in my programs and on my podcast as well, you know, we have a lot of these myths in society and things that we just accept are true. And one of the things we, and this is of course particularly true about relationships, and one of the things that we accept as true is with time, the passion fades. So we begin to expect that and say, well, it's normal, isn't it, that after, you know, 10 or 20 years, you know, you know somebody, so, you know, you just, it's not going to be as exciting or, or passionate or, or intimate. And of course, you know, the problem with that is that's when people start to wander. As well, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, when the passion fades from their own marriage. But, but the fascinating thing is, and one of the things I did, or I've I've done to, to really um, that I base my work on is by observing that very small percentage of couples that you see who have been together for ten or twenty years, mm-hmm. and they're still crazy about each other. You know, they're <laughs> still, and and you you meet these people very occasionally, and they've got a very um, magnetic or electric energy between them you know and they're uh-huh. all over each other and they're they're physical with each other and uh-huh. they they hang out together they're great friends and they've got a passion you can tell they've got a passionate relationship and they've been together for 20 years now how can that be and what uh-huh. i realized they do different things to everybody else and not only do they do different things but they think different things and okay. i think there are a few and I've actually written one of my Kindle books. Um, it's not part of my Growing in Love for Life series, but it, it, it's called The Sexless Marriage Cure. 
and, <laughs> and, it, okay. and it's how, how to get your spouse or you interested in sex again. And of course, sex is an important part of intimacy. But I get comments back from people on that book, and they say it's actually not about sex at all, is it? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, sex and intimacy are really the byproduct of your thoughts and your behaviours. And what happens is that people they start to uh, get bored in their relationship, and mm-hmm. they stop doing the things and thinking the things that made their relationship exciting to start with. So, for instance. You know, people, and I'm sure if you really think about it, when you first meet somebody and you fall in love with them and you get married and it's all very exciting, you're mm-hmm. thinking, this person's really interesting. This yeah. person's fascinating. They're really exciting. We're doing lots of really interesting things together and we're le- I'm learning lots of new things, not just about them, but about myself and about mm-hmm. the world. We're doing new and exciting things together. But, you know, over time, all the pressures of, you know, life and finances and family and health and all those other pressures come on and we stop doing those things and stop thinking those things that keep our relationship exciting and interesting. Right. Wow. So if you want to get the intimacy and passion back into your relationship, you need to think, what were the things we used to do? And I'll give you a classic example. A lot of uh-huh. the people I coach, one of the things I say to them is, you know, early on in your relationship, did you used to laugh a lot together? And or did you just smile at your your partner a lot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when, when was the last time you smiled at them? And it's absolutely shocking how many people say, "Gosh, it's been years since I even smiled at them." You know? <laughs> oh dear, yeah, right. And, uh, or let alone cracked a, a joke. You know, told a funny story. Said, "Hey, if you heard this, you know, made them laugh." People just stop mm-hmm. doing these things, and they're very, very basic. But they're, but they're, you know, that's what creates the passion and the fun and the intimacy is, is having fun. And it could be as simple as smiling, making jokes. And the other big thing uh-huh. is, is doing things differently. I mean, you know, I, I hope you've got an adult audience, but I'm not going to get graphic. But if you think about, about sex, yeah. instance, oh, yeah. you know, it's the one thing that people seem to expect you can do exactly the same, same way for 20 years, three times mm-hmm. a week, and you get bored with it. You know, so it's just the way we are. So, you know, you've got to seek out new and different ways of, you know, making it an adventure, making your relationship an adventure, trying new things, doing new things. And then people talk about that, say they don't have time. If you don't have time for your relationship, you'll certainly have time for a divorce. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I love the part where you asked me if I have an adult audience. And Liam, I do have an adult audience. And Good. our advice, our advice to our adult audience is adventure to do things differently, and that will certainly add spice to your life, won't it? Yes, absolutely. And you know, in your sexual relationship, maybe there's things you've wanted to try. Maybe, maybe you've, you know, you've got a little, a few naughty thoughts. I mean, this, you know, everyone's <laughs> reading Fifty Shades of Grey at the moment. <laughs> but I think that's healthy. You know, you know, we're, we're not here as human beings to suppress our feelings and our emotions. We're here to develop them and learn from them and be who we are. And I'm one of the few people out there who I think um, <laughs> is, is getting rid of another myth, which is in a, in a relationship or in a marriage, you have to compromise. I think that's a total myth. I think the purpose of a marriage is for you to have a safe place and a loving place to, be, to learn more about who you are. And to become more of who you are, and that includes making mistakes. You know, you, you, and, but if it's a safe place where you can make mistakes, 
then you can grow, your partner can grow, and you can have a fantastic marriage. But if it's a place where you shut down and you're not sure what you should be doing and all those sorts of things, you know, you stop growing, and that's when you stop being intimate and stop having an exciting, fun time, you know, and a, and a, a fun relationship. This is such fabulous advice that you're sharing with my listeners. Uh, it's important to do exciting things together. Try to think of the passionate things you used to do when you were younger. And um, also compromise and look for a safe place, a loving place where you can explore new experiences. What wonderful advice you have, Liam. This is wonderful to share with my listeners. Um, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it's helping. I'm, you know, I'm, I really do. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Now, and as far as uh, the sexual relation, passion fades, but we can do things to bring that passion back, can't we? Oh, definitely. That's what I'm saying. You know, how many people have read Fifty Shades of Grey and have thought, hmm. I wonder what that would be like to try. Well, maybe I better not mention it to my husband or my wife. Mention it to them. Say, mm -hmm. hey, why don't we try this? You know, they might have been having the same thoughts as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But be a bit adventurous in, in your sexual life as well. I mean, you know, we, we're brought up with all these rules and about what you can and can't do. I mean, and I'm, and I'm not saying that you should just do anything that you want to do and hurt everybody as you go along. But within a relationship, you know, you, you've got that wonderful opportunity to explore with somebody else things out, out in the world, you know, whether it be travel or, your, you know, different experiences, and they include sexual experiences. So if, if you can talk about it with your, um, with your husband or your wife, and that's a, you know, I think it's a healthy thing to talk about it mm -hmm. and say, why don't, why don't we have a look into this? You know, why don't we go to an adult shop and just, just for a laugh and see what's in there or, you know, get out of, go to an adult club or something. Um, mm -hmm. And just, you know, you can do all of these things that, that really bring back some eroticism and some, you know, sexual tingle back into, if you like, sizzle back into your relationship. Well, you know, one of my favorite books that you wrote is How to Use Your Past Mistakes to Save Your Marriage. It's true, isn't it? Mm. We tend to want to repeat and repeat and do over and do over, and we need to break loose from that, don't we? Yes, and I think the first part of that is to realize that it's good to make mistakes and I'm sure that's uh -huh. what your show the message you're sending out there is you know successful people in any area right. financial business any or you know relationships they get there because it's a, they've been prepared to make a mistakes you know I've told you my story I, I ended up making huge mistakes and losing everything but it was mm -hmm. really the best thing that ever happened so you've really <laughs> got to be prepared to to make mistakes and in a relationship, accept that you and your husband or wife are going to make mistakes as well. I mean, we're all human. We make, you know, we, we don't learn to ride a bicycle just by hopping on and reading a book and then going and riding it. We fall off 20 times. You know, we mm -hmm. make mistakes. That's how we learn. So it's how you look at mistakes that determines the quality of your life and of your relationship as well. You know, it's so important to... Embrace, as you said, those mistakes and to go forward. And that is a big part of my show. My show is people sharing their success stories because 
basically, as you and I both know, and my listeners all know, no one just becomes successful overnight. It's a journey. You go through mm-hmm. different, you go through the good, as I always say, you go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And finally, you survive and you come out on top, just as you shared with us about your past, uh, your previous marriage failures. And that brought you to the realization that you had to step forward and take responsibility. I, I love what you've done, Liam. This is such a fabulous uh, opportunity to share you with my listeners. I look forward to having you in my volume three of six uh, priceless personalities. That'll be wonderful. I want to thank oh, you yeah. so much. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I could talk to you forever about helping people save their marriages. It's a big topic, and you've addressed it beautifully. It's been wonderful having you on the show today, and I hope you will come back, especially when Lovely. my book when my book comes out. I will have you back. That'll be great. Uh, yes, any time. It's been a pleasure being on your show. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. That was me being a guest on the January Jones Sharing Success Radio Show. And I hope you found that were some ideas and distinctions that maybe you can use in dealing with your own marriage situation. As I said at the beginning, it was something a bit different, but I felt that was worth sharing. So don't forget too that if you'd like a copy of my free report, The Five Keys to Saving Your Marriage Now, you can get that from my website, growinginloveforlife.com. Thanks very much for listening. I look forward to sharing some more information with you next time. Talk to you soon.